Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Celeb Savantia Barrett Edelstein, and on this episode of the podcast, I'll be speaking to Australian singer and songwriter Ziggy Alberts. This is my second podcast with Ziggy. I previously spoke to him in 2022, pre to his tour of South Africa. Due to the fact that he was on an interview rotation with a bunch of different journalists, I had limited time with him. So when I heard he was coming back to the country, I thought, brilliant, more time with Ziggy to ask the rest of the questions that I wanted to ask. So if you want to find out more about his uh, music journey, his history and so forth, go to the previous podcast with myself and Ziggy. But for now, coming up next on the Celebs Fun podcast, we've got... Ziggy Alberts. How are you doing and where do we find you in the world? Mate, it's a pleasure to be back. It's, uh, you know, it's not been long since we were standing in Joburg backstage together. So that's crazy to think. That was only September, I think September, right? Yeah. September, October. I leave in from um, Sydney to Johannesburg, leaves in five or six days. So I, when we talk like that, I'm just kind of like, where did, where did the summer go? Where it's, did the last five or six months go? It seems like six months, but at the same time, it seems like 10 years in a good way, if you know what I mean. Yes. Well, that's, I'm, I'm pleased. If, it's, if it feels like a long time in a good way, I'm pleased. You know? yeah. now, I'm, um, I'm just here on the, um, I'm just on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, and just yeah, the last five days, I'm just sitting in the record label office, and a um, big trip as far as once I have, um, once I'm, in Joburg, once I leave, take that flight, I'm on a trip for five or six months after that. Wow. Where where are you going? I'll go do my South African tour and yep. then I will yep. jump over to Portugal, start my European and my UK tour there, and then I'll finish up that in around late May, June, and then I start some Jack Johnson. I'm going to go support Jack Johnson again, um, but this time in Europe. Okay. So... That's going to be crazy, and I think then I'll be, I th- even though it's not announced yet, I think I'll soon be hopefully going to the U.S., to South America North and North America. Wow. Ziggy, you mentioned that you're going to be opening for Jack Johnson. So when you're opening for someone else compared to when you're headlining your own uh, show, what's the difference for you? That's a really good question. Um, I think what I learned from opening for Jack, which was my first proper major support, tour ever I've never really done supports I've always just done my own shows and um you be, you get to be more sensible with your time you're more efficient you're more efficient you're more efficient with your time and you learn how to color your set in a way that you've only got 45 minutes to tell try and tell the whole story you know yeah um, so I'd say the biggest thing that I learned was that like and your two things is that how to manage your time better you know yeah. and and Equality over quantity plus, I think, um, plus, I guess learning how to be a support in the sense of to really support the people that you are um, playing before to hype up the crowd for them. Do you find it a bit challenging being the support act? I think it, I think it can be challenging. It can be challenging. However, for the context of someone like Jack Johnson and his team and the crowd, they're such good people. I, I was I was so happy to do another support run with you, you know. Like yeah. 
I think it would be really tough if the people don't care that you're there and if maybe perhaps you're totally a stranger, then it would be very perhaps like you're playing to a big crowd of people who just don't know anything about you. But yeah. in the context, I think, of, of how my music and his music cross over, you know, it's just such an easy fit. So I didn't have any trouble on that tour. I thought it was um, a great challenge but, like, a very positive one. Ziggy, I've noticed that you've done a lot of um, big stadium tours and then you do the smaller shows where it's more intimate and more personal. Which one do you prefer? Oh, gosh, they're both such – I've had this question before. It's really interesting. Um, If I really had to pick one, maybe I'd pick the smaller shows. And my reasoning is that I think I was maybe just doing really big shows all around the world. Would I have – would I have the same level of like privacy and like awesomeness in my life in general? Like maybe, but maybe not. And if I was doing the small shows, there's definitely trade-offs, but the quality of a small show is really immense, you know, and the bigger the show, the harder it is to maintain the quality. Yeah. Um, but like, I truly love both. If I was really pushed to a corner, I had to choose one, maybe I'd choose the smaller shows because I think it's probably more sustainable and yeah. maybe, the impact on the rest of your life is, you know, you've got a smaller team that's easier to get around and, you know, and, and you can still, you can still, you still have, I mean, you have the, I don't really think too much about the weather shows big or small. I go out with the same kind of, I try and go out with the same intensity, but you know, if it was a, if it was a forever choice, I'd, I'd pick smaller shows and I'd play in even more beautiful places, you know? Now I've noticed on your Instagram that you often do pop-up shows. Tell us a little bit more about those pop-up shows. I do these things where basically I go, like, for example, I went out when I was in Byron over the summer. I was just doing these random little gigs. So, like, I was turning up on the street and just busking with friends or then the police shut us down because apparently we weren't allowed to busk there. And so the next day we wrote on, like, an A4 piece of paper and we blue tacked it to a wall where we were busking. And then we went down to the beach set up like a little stage, not like a stage, but kind of set up a stage and speakers. And then we played. And um, and then by the time the police came to shut us down, we were already done anyway. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think the pop-up shows are a great spirit of just doing something because you want to. You know, like a tour, you must find the moment, whether you feel it or not, whether you choose to or not, whether you're sick or you haven't eaten in three days or whether anything else is going on, you tap into this moment, this beautiful moment that's there, right? And um, and I love that. I love the structure. And what's fun about one-off shows sometimes, they really are like, you know, some, they can be quite bizarre or in unique locations. So I, look, I would like to keep doing pop-up shows, particularly in very beautiful scenic locations where it's like an hour before or two days before you're like, I'm playing in this location at this time. And then you just get like the most random people who – just happened to be nearby. I think it's the spirit of like the unknown that's really great with them. But do you always have to get uh, police approval? Like you said, in Byron Bay, you had the police shutting you down. But is that always an issue? No, it's, it's not typical. It's not typically an issue. It may have just been an issue because we were we were gridlocking the street a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't all unreasonable. It was, you know, it was, and people were plenty excited and um, and we maybe had, you know, the crowds may or may not have been spilling out, you know. Okay. And so, 
you know, that's not typically – it was – I was shocked they tried to shut us down at the beach because we were just on battery power. That you know, I just smiled and waved, and I was just oh, – it won't stop me doing it again, that's for sure. <laughs> Ziggy, tell us a little bit more about your latest singles, um, Tattoos, I Believe, Sun in the Sea, and I'm Sorry. So quick overviews on each of those songs. Sure. So, yeah, from that Dancing in the Dark album, Tattoos, that's a really fun one. I mean, what's fun about it for me is, like, it's just very almost like some, it's got, like, a dreamy pop element to it as well with this, you know, beautiful tinkering uh, piano that kind of, if you strip away the guitar and you listen just to the beat and, like, the other elements, it's very, um, it's like a low-key dance track, you know, so that's always fun. And lyrically it talks about, burning so much sage that I nearly burnt down the house. And that was just a very literal memory of, of, you know, and it's that, that thing, you know, when you're just so, when you're so stressed out, <laughs> burning yeah. all the sage you can. And in this instance, I just like, you know, looked up and was like, wow, like the whole house is really smoked out. So, you know, tattoos came from quite a like fun place in that way. And it's always nice to touch on, I guess, when we, when we're wearing the same uniform, people seem to understand each other more. And we're obviously still working through that on so many levels. You know, we always have similarities to connect and, you know, we've got just more and more see each other as each having a human experience and not, not even need to have the same shirt or the same football team or this, that and the other, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I believe was a um I believe was really cool. That track came together really naturally and it's just like this really I actually wrote that track thinking about, I guess, inter intergenerational change in the sense that the changes that we're maybe pushing for today may not be seen till tomorrow or the next generation. And so yep. it's about I guess trusting that you are working towards good and that good will prevail. It's just a matter of time. You know, it may be might it just will take time so i like that i like liked where that song came from uh now i know there was two more one of them was i'm sorry um, yes. so i'll start on that one definitely the hardest song i've ever written i think um after a breakup i had from a really amazing amazing woman who um who i'm lucky to still be on famous terms with we um you know i felt very much in exile from even writing about it at all i felt just and so that was my yeah I remember that one took gosh that one took a lot to write and yeah I guess um I guess that one's just like a song where I got to say things that I found hard to verbalize ah yes the sun and see that one's so much fun I've been playing that song at every show I love playing that song um yeah that one I wrote in a totally different key and then I managed to become friends with a guy called Jonathan Woods just because I loved his music when we got chatting online because he's from Canada. And then he showed me his version of it. Like he kind of like re put his own twist to it. And I was like, this is the version. Like this is ridiculous. This is, this is incredible. And that was um, just as soon as he did that, I never looked back. Hey, it was just like, this is the version. Tell us what you got planned. Any surprises for the shows in South Africa? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have any surprises yet. Um, okay. What I think will be beautiful compared to the last the last shows, what I do feel like is going to be a point of difference is that I don't think I was touring with my full setup. I was traveling over to UK after, so I wasn't with my full, my full, what do you call it, like the full show. So I think at this show, unless there's a reason otherwise, I look forward to be playing some piano. 
yeah. which I didn't get to do last time. And I look forward to also maybe playing like my electric guitar and my nylon string guitar and things that I didn't have the chance to do last time because I didn't have the, we, we couldn't get the gear there. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to bringing like the full experience of the show that I feel that um even though South Africa got we had a great time like you know even though it's only a small difference like I feel like I'm like, super excited to like just come play some piano songs you know. Well, it will be a new experience and a new moments and a new journey. Yeah, and I think um you're always looking to when you come, particularly this beautiful stage where I've played once in South Africa and I'm coming to play again. I feel like the thing that I'm looking forward to is continuing to evolve the show you know like yeah. i i've got I've, i know how i want to evolve the show for this time and i'm even very much looking forward to when i get to evolve the show for next time as far as like i know in my mind's eye how i want to keep evolving the show as i return to the continent and that's a very exciting prospect to think that you know each time that you can keep pulling new bunnies out of the you know out of the hat Well, we look forward to it and we look forward to the shows coming up. Ziggy, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to maybe seeing you. Yes, yeah, it'd be great to see you again. It's always nice to chat and it's uh, great to have this regular correspondence. It's um, it's hilarious and it's awesome. So I look forward to seeing you perhaps in Joburg, in Joburg again.